Hey, Graham. I know you ordered Ray Parler, Middlesbrough legend, but you got Taylor Thompson, P1 legend. You are listening to the DU Football Show. I just figured in this uh, celebratory week where you finally have to do a shot of uh, Malort, we would just go ahead and uh, bring on your best buddy Taylor to tell you all about it. That's fine. He texted me earlier, but I'll save uh, that for when we get in touch part. Mel has to do one too, oh. but I don't. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow the Malort. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, the man that never seems to get a moment's rest. Yeah. Mr. Samuel Graham. No How you doing, shit. buddy? Tired. Fucking tired. <laughs> okay. It's and, hard work putting other humans to sleep. And of course, on the ones and twos, producer Mel, how are you? Good. Taylor says, going to be a late night. Luckily, your problem, not mine. <laughs> the, um, That's what the, happens when you live in the past. Well, here's the thing there. that mo- most of our listeners would say is the... Uh, uh, you putting people to sleep really shouldn't be that hard. We put people to sleep every week. Saving myself. Uh, no, we don't. No, not saving myself. Actually, we're recording at the DU Public House. Somebody's tired. DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. And, of course, streaming live currently right now, wherever you get your streams. Yep, keeping it going. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Sure, it is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Now, if you're very good at that, clever, and not a dickhead, sometimes we'll actually exchange phone numbers with you. And uh-huh. you can text us, which is what Taylor chose to do twice in the last uh, week or so. Okay. When was the 24th? That was after we recorded. So we have recorded once. That was a month then. ago. Yeah. <laughs> So I had I didn't bring it up then, but you know obviously the uh, the Texas Rangers mm-hmm. won the World Series, yep. which is the team that is near and dear to Taylor's heart. Um, he sent me the first photo on the twenty fourth of him and his uh, I would assume his basement uh, watching the celebrations there. Mm-hmm. If you can see that um, uh, with a couple of Lone Stars on his uh, TV tray. Uh, and he said, Bukake party, Texas style. <laughs> Which I assume they're spraying Lone Star all over each other. Yeah, in, one would assume. Or come, who knows. Yeah. Uh, and While then, listening to Creed, apparently. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just because we're recording this at 1030 at night does not mean we're doing injury time. <laughs> we're outside of the FCC regulations. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Is that right? Yeah. FCC's right. Yeah. 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 Just, you, you we're, not, pretend, we're on the internet. <laughs> pretend it's pretend it's right. Just keep it's going. The wild, wild west out don't, here. Don't don't let facts get in the way of telling a good story. Keep uh, it going. And then the other one, the other one is a license plate that he uh, found, I guess, somewhere um, from Maine. Mm-hmm. That is C Unt S E E U N T. Fucking beautiful. And then the <laughs> caption for that one is just respect. Are we sure that's not smoking? 
I'm pretty sure. No, he lives in the He's desert. Not in Maine. Now. Wasn't he in Maine? He used to be in Maine. I yes. thought he was in Massachusetts. No, it was Maine, and now he's See in uh, out in Arizona. The old clever way to get cunt past the government. And uh, uh, <laughs> just a collection of words I never thought I'd say in a row. <laughs> keep keeping up on uh, just our, our listeners here. One thing worth mentioning, and I'm just going to let this We're sit family out in, programming. in the uh, in the 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 world. Um, John Benson met uh, Coach oh Beard. God. Okay, yeah. and he ran in a New York fucking marathon. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every single show. Sam, what are we drinking today? Uh, one of the top 20 from a couple of years ago, I think it was. Uh, Lafroig's Cardis? Yes. Uh, Triple Wood. <clears throat> uh, original cast strength, matured in ex-bourbon, quarter and Oloroso sherry casks. Um, it is uh, 59.5%, which would be 119 proof. Mm -hmm. This was, um, I think it was the uh, 2020 list. Yep. Yeah, from a couple years ago. It was a little, uh, chit, little nippy outside. Nice figured. to have a, a nice bold mm, Isla single malt. That is bold. Big, big smoky <laughs> fucking Isla whiskey. I thought that would just uh, Taste thought that would be fitty tonight. But I, can't, I love it. But I get yelled at for saying Bukake party, and yeah, she gets yeah. to go. Mm, that's bold, and then flutter yes, her eyelashes mm, like that. Mm, that's bold is different from Bukake cunt main <laughs> license plate. As Mel says all the words. <laughs> it's already been said once in the first five minutes. All the words. Mm. West Ham Scotty's watching. Oh, very cool. What's up, Scotty? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for uh, joining us tonight. Does he know? I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> um, all right, I, so, heard he, I heard he doesn't. So, Mr. Graham, what else do we always have to do, my uh, good friend? Always remember to drink responsibly. I know. Very good. All right. Regrettably, uh, VAR is going to be a massive talking point of this entire fucking week, especially with this match, which was flat out a backyard brawl. Newcastle won, Arsenal nil. Well, for one player, it was a backyard okay, brawl. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and switch it to the uh, pro-Arsenal agenda skin. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Get right underneath up. of you. You can see it right there. All right. So uh, allow me to say the following I cannot believe that we are going to start the match with a game that had a total of three shots on goal. And um, with that being said, I just figure it's best to shut the fuck up and let you go. <laughs> Have fun with it, my friend. Uh, so where to start? Um, it was a very difficult miss not having Odegaard. Mm -hmm. um, we lacked a lot of creativity, but we made up for that in standing up to the physicality I thought really, really well. Now, we didn't lose our heads completely, like uh, another team from North London, which we'll talk about later in the show. Yeah, at the end of the uh, show. <laughs> but uh, but we did lose our heads a little bit from time to time. You could argue that Kai Havertz deserved a red. Mm -hmm. um, I think what saved him is the fact he didn't make full-blooded contact with that leading foot. It was the trail leg that got, um, that came in on the foul, but it was definitely malicious. There was, oh, uh, there was I'm going to take a yeah. motherfucker out with yeah. that slide tackle. So, which was the last player I would have thought to do that. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, which is probably good because he's not very good at it. Mm -hmm. So, I think that that uh, that saved him. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes, uh, though, um, for that uh, MMA move he made as he ran past Jorginho. He, I, I would say it was more he raised the people's eyebrow and then <laughs> laid down the people's elbow is what he did. Um, I mean, he absolutely should have been sent off. It's a nailed on red card. Uh, and who knows if Havertz does what he does, you know, six minutes later or whatever it was. 
had he been given the red. Right. You know, and that changed the entire game, obviously, with them having uh, their full complement of players. And then, obviously, you get to the moment <laughs> or the collection of moments uh, uh, in before- a perfect storm of shit. Um, I find it surprising. You know, the ball over the line, fine, inconclusive from that angle. What I am upset about is why don't you have a camera of that angle? Right, right. How I mean, how come are you not? The club goal, has more money goal, than God now. When goal line technology has 700 angles of if the ball goes over the line or not, how do you not have one fucking have camera going down the goal looks, line? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Um there's certain photos where it does look like the ball's overhanging the edge of the line. There's certain photos where it looks like it's far over the line. Yeah. So, you know, inconclusive, fine. I can fucking live with that. Yeah. That's the, I mean, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be clear and obvious. It's not clear and obvious. So that play keeps on rolling. So there's four incidents actually. And mm-hmm. one of them's not being talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, incident number two, the offsides, uh, after, uh, Joe Linton trapped the ball down. You can't see the ball. Yeah, you can't from see the ball any of the all. fucking camera angles from a single angle. You can't because tell. Uh, Gabrielle's in front of it on the <clears throat> other angle, on the in front of them angle, the reverse from the TV right uh, angle, and then obviously Joe Linton himself is trapping it down. So the back angle, you can't see where the ball ends, so you can't draw the line. Because remember, if there's two players, for those that don't know, uh, not between you and the goal, the ball becomes the offside line. Right. So if we're running through on goal together and we outrun the defense, that's perfectly legal. I can pass you the ball, but you have to be even or behind the ball itself. Right. Yeah. So you can't see it fine and conclusive. Again, clear and obvious. There is no clear and obvious reason to overturn it. From the front angle, and this is the part that's not being talked about a lot, it looks a hell of a lot like it comes off Joel Linton's arm. Okay, fair enough. And... Uh, much like what happened today. Again, we'll come on to it in detail, but Raheem Sterling. Mm-hmm. Unintentional handball and a buildup to his goal being disallowed. I think this should have been disallowed twice. Once for that, potentially. And then again, uh, obviously, when both of fucking Joe Linton's hands are resting on the back and neck of uh, Gabriel Mahagles, and uh, he's being shoved out of the way so Joe Linton can try to trap this ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an argument made uh, by some of the punditry that he was already going down. Uh, I think he's trying to go for the ball, and I I tend to agree with you. I think there was a push in that. And what I think kind of baffles me the most is that there's one play with three possible uh, fouls, and somehow all three of them are inconclusive. Like, you couldn't make anything of that like yeah really and it's can, and it, really and it's also just to put it out there it's also not a debate about who knows the rules better than who else it's just those are the rules and um you know a, a couple people have said stuff to me today where it's like are you actually on the side of the referee here or are you just being biased towards your team right i don't care that you got one over on us fine right but admit that you did because you did that's a foul if that happens in the center circle, the referee's blowing that whistle. Oh, God, I'm yeah. pretty sure he did later that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a challenge from uh, Gabrielle or Saliba, maybe, on <clears throat> Callum Wilson. Same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Why is that a foul and this one isn't? Mm-hmm. 
I'm also not saying that there is a conspiracy. I don't believe that there is. Well, I do don't you, believe that hey, there's. Before you start, do you have the documents? You have I don't to have need documents. documents because I don't think there's a conspiracy. Tim Olson, uh -huh. uh, Timmy O, uh, yep. says, uh, so now the loss is because of cameras and angles? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Asked and answered. Yeah. Because they didn't have, I mean, how do you not have, how can you not find a camera angle where the ball, you can see that the ball's over the line or not? Hey, YouTube, I don't get it. Before he starts talking, Sattery, 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 Sattery. I'm no, not saying off YouTube. there's a conspiracy here mm -hmm. at all, by any means. I'm not calling into account the, in, the into question, I'm sorry, the integrity of Pugmole. I just think they're inept, period. But they've been putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay? Definitely. Okay. I mean, that's happening. That's, that I have fucking doctors you guys, for. You've seen the pride party out in my back pond. You both marched in it. And there was a meth overdose. Makes total sense. The No, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy at all. I'm not saying that anybody's tainted in this or they're not trying to do the best that they can. I just think they suck at it personally. Um, but it's not a good look when the Piff Posse own mm -hmm. Newcastle United Football Club. Right. And the uh, Pugmole, mm -hmm. our favorite acronym this season, it seems. Yeah, pretty much. Um, sends referees to the kingdom that owns Newcastle United to train their referees. Well, they need... And in a tender moment, maybe make a threat or two. Who knows? I, I I'm would... not saying anything. I'm just saying it ain't a good look. Uh, look, that's all look, I'm saying. Look, you just need to come come to grips with the fact that, um, yes, in fact, Newcastle paid off the refs. The Saudi KSA did. <laughs> it, it it's what happened. Um, get used to that. That is what it is going to be for the rest of your life, um, as long as they own New as long as they own Newcastle, which will be forever because they have limitless money. And uh, yes, they are um, um, buying off referees. It's exactly what happened. It's okay. I just think it's a bit ridiculous. You, you just need to come to grips that it's okay. All I'm saying is it's not a good look. You, <laughs> and you tell Newcastle fans that they need to uh, g be able to admit that they got one over on you. You just need to come to grips that you are now fucked from now on. Let's let's just uh, a, a quick trigger warning because mm -hmm. I am going to make a very ridiculous uh, comparison here. Okay. Um, there have been conspiracies created out of nothing from far less. And then on the transverse side, there are conspiracies about things not existing that have very easily provably did, mm -hmm. like the Holocaust. Right. Yeah. Very and true. then there's conspiracies drawn up out of thin air where there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever. So like we always say, Again, it's going to come back to haunt us on the last game of this uh, this conversation. <laughs> Don't put yourself in a position to give the the idiot something to say. Yeah, uh, and it's just not a good look. Uh, for me, the the greater travesty of of the whole match because the match itself was actually. I, I make a joke of there being no shots. I thought shots. it was entertaining. It was entertaining as hell. It was an old school knockdown drag out fucking heavy. Yeah, but there's, match. there's a difference in that physicality being fair and fun and legitimate. And then there's Bruno Guimaraes punching fucking Jorginho in the back of the head. Well, yeah, as he I runs mean, by him. What, what is very interesting in that regards is that that got looked at by VAR and they said nothing to see here. You look, you lose. And that's why I said incompetence. Yeah. I just think the refereeing is terrible. I right. don't think that it, And I mean, honestly, I, I think it's a bit extreme, you know, 
I mean, I understand the sentiment. I think that, you know, the clubs putting out fucking I want to replay and all the, these statements are a bit much. Um, but, like, I get the frustration. Like, Arteta, after the game, I don't know if you saw the post-match, mm-hmm. it was like, this is a disgrace. It's embarrassing. That's what I was about to get to <laughs> yeah, was uh, your thoughts is, on his post-game remarks. Sorry, I just fell out of there, Mel. Yeah. It is fuck. It's it is embarrassing. It, it's it's the textbook literal definition of violent conduct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you looked at it and decided not to do it, especially when you give not red to cards, make the correct decision. When you give red cards for two guys putting their heads to head, and one and barely pushes a little nudge yeah, like that, and the other yeah. one, yeah. So it it just really bugs the absolute fucking shit out of me. You know, it it, it just. The incompetence is is plain to see, mm-hmm. you know. What was it? The Burnley decision last week was it five minutes to draw the fucking offside lines. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Yep. It's incompetence. The Arsenal against Brentford. Hmm. Yeah. Last season, <laughs> didn't even draw the lines. Right. <laughs> so for what? The Liverpool and Spurs earlier this season. Hmm. And then somebody had the nerve to say to me today. Oh, Arsenal fans look like they know the rules better than the refs. How about the refs prove they know the fucking rules first? That, that would and be then nice. maybe I wouldn't have to fucking point you know, it out. They, 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 the refs fucked up a lot this weekend. Yeah. So if you take last season and so far this season to the account, Arsenal up to uh, second in the table on the Pugmole apology list because mm-hmm. Wolves are still first with four, I think. Yeah, the Wolves always get the apologies. And then you got fucking Ray talking shit, too. He's like, oh, man, they've never apologized to us. And yeah, because they're busy apologizing to your opponents, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Ray was having fun hosting and hashtagging everything bands. Uh, they, they, you know, what's what's funny Fuck. is, is they, they get a one nothing win that they didn't deserve and yeah. they're suddenly all chesty again. Mr. Graham, allow me... To be so kind as to pass you. Is that the pumpkin one or the regular? Oh, no, you get the regular. The pumpkin's house <laughs> Damn is, 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 is mediocre. Can I have the pumpkin one? No, you don't get the pumpkin one. Fuck. You get regular Malort. You know what? And it is fitting that it's still in a Newcastle glass, too. Yeah, yeah just that, that little extra taste there for nice. you. I, um, you know what I feel like it's going to taste like since mm-hmm. I haven't had it in so long? I feel like it's going to taste like about a thousand Bruno Guimaraes just elbowing me in the throat on the way down. <laughs> Very good. Throw it back. Uh, also, uh, not just uh, as you take that shot, I'll go ahead and continue talking about stuff. Um, not just did uh, Arteta come out and have words about the officials. The very next day, a printed uh, public statement from Arsenal Football Club as well, mentioning that they were also not pleased and that they stood 100% behind their coach. Yeah, I think, all, again, I think all it's a bit melodramatic. You know what I mean? I understand Arteta's frustration. The after-the-game interview bothers me less than the club statement. Okay. The after-the-game interview, and we say this all the time, the, the managers, players as well, just get a microphone shoved in their face right after a very stressful situation. Yeah. So they're still amped up from the game. They still got all that stress on them. If things didn't go their way, they're probably angry about it. Blah, 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 blah. And a lot of times they say shit. That's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> in those post-match uh, interviews. Um, I don't disagree with what he said, but I think he would be a bit more measured if you talk to him about it today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's a bit much, but I, I definitely understand the sentiment. I mean, you know, England loves to hold themselves above, you know, the rest of the footballing world and say like, hey, we invented this game. Hey, we did this. Hey, we did that. You know, we, you know, started this organized sport that became the world's greatest game period <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in the history of 
civilization and to be this poor on this regular of a basis while Italy, Germany, France seem to get the VAR thing correct isn't a good look. Uh, again, allow me to say the following. This should sting, England. The Americans and the MLS get VAR more correct than you do, and they do it quicker than you do. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> they, it's, uh, just, it's just absurd. It's just absurd. I mean, I heard a stat. I don't want to forget it, so I am going to say it now, even though we're not talking about Spurs-Chelsea until last. Mm -hmm. 17 minutes of VAR checking in that game. Jesus. 17 minutes of VAR checking. Fucking hell. Yeah. You add in the five from Burnley. I mean, there's a half a football of VAR checks mm -hmm. that we just stood around for. And it's a fucking, you know what it is, too, with the, the unintended consequences? I think Vanderven's hamstring that's still sitting out on Spurs Field right now mm -hmm. is a direct result of five, six, seven minutes of fucking standing around doing nothing and getting cold. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're running 100 miles a fucking hour. And then he's all of a sudden, you're just standing there. It's cold outside. It's raining, probably. It's England. And then now I got to go on a sprint with somebody two years younger than me. Hey, Mel, you know what's also taking 17 minutes? This rant? Graham being able to do his fucking shot on the Lord. Bruno Guimaraes, this is to you. You got it. What I was hearing for show title, uh -huh. Americans do it better. <laughs> I mean, we do most of the time. Yeah, how, how you, it you remember 1776? <laughs> how, how you doing there, old friend? Is it, uh, is it as good as you remember? Hello, darkness, my old friend. We now turn our attention to the bottom of the league which saw varied results and a ton of storyline as the relegation battle now has clear favorites. Manchester City 6, Bournemouth 1, Crystal Palace 2, Burnley 0, Sheffield 2, Wolverhampton 1, Luton Town 1, Liverpool 1. Uh, Doku had himself a motherfucking day for City. I One mean, goal, four assists. I mean, there isn't really much to talk about training day it was it was a In fucking training game, day yeah. it was an absolute training day for except uh, for, City. for doku yeah eight. i mean no one needed it you know who the biggest loser in all this is hmm. jack Grealish. yeah because he ain't playing because <laughs> doku's playing i mean what and now, then and then the timeless fucking bernardo silver never seems to fucking slow yeah, down no shit you know actually pep being pep you know what's gonna happen jack Grealish is gonna start the next three games and in two of those three, Doku is going to play a single minute. Yeah, yeah, because that's, what he, likes, that's yeah. what he likes to do. That's 100%. He it's just interesting to see because normally it takes a season for a player to bet in, and Doku has just. Immediately. Right in. Oh, yeah. Right for sure. in. For sure. And he wasn't even a regular starter at Ren. No. No, not at all. You know all. what I mean? They, they were, because of some financial situations at the club, as I understand it, at least the, the article I read about it, they were hoping to hold on to him for another year or two mm -hmm. before they sold him. Right. He's still only 21 now. Right. Um, and Manchester City did, to to get him out of there, have to pay a little bit more than he was technically worth at the time. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Grealish barely featured for, what, seven months before Pep finally... Right. He felt he was comfortable enough with the system to, to get him in there. And here's but the Doku's thing. But Doku's fucking hitting the ground running. Grealish has played well when he plays. Oh, yeah. So it's not like he's not playing well or doesn't deserve playing time. It just, this guy's fucking lighting it up. Oh, yeah. 
I think Akanji is fortunate. Um, I see that's one of those. Now I'm sure he's got a goal bonus written in his contract, so that'll be great for him to get his little get his bonus. Mm -hmm. But just on an emotional level, if that's how I scored my first goal, I'd be pissed. Oh yeah, my own player just beaning it into my back, (laughs) right off my kidney. Well, for fantasy numbers, know anything about it? Fantasy numbers, a goal is a goal, baby. I'll take it. Heard. I'm a little Heard. more bitter yeah, at them I mean, that they didn't hold on for their fucking shutout. It I was, would have liked those extra points. Thank you. I mean, it was the it was the Doku sh- uh, Doku show, and it was it was just a stroll. I mean, it was a stroll in the fucking park. Even still, I don't think they made it out of second or third gear. Yeah, no shit. Uh, what's what's going on, producer Mel? You got something for me? Uh, Timmy O says uh, Norwegian nightmare a season to bet in. No, it didn't take him no, a season to bet him. It didn't take him, but yeah. he's he's also the tip of the spear. I feel like with with Holland, because of the way he plays, he does less than Sergio Aguero, mm-hmm. right? Right. But with Holland, I because he's so forward focused and goals is the only thing on his mind. I feel like the system was tweaked to fit him, right. rather than he needed to bet into the system right that's true the, the midfielders you need to bet you into have that to system. bet into that system exactly right yeah. uh, i'll see i think a lot that's, of times, the, that's the difference there that's a lot of key. times too center backs will bet in pretty quickly as well mm-hmm. under his system but again it's it's the midfield it's the midfielder and the wingers that yeah. really take a little time to get betted in yeah i mean even goalkeepers <laughs> to an extent uh don't don't really take time because as long as you buy a ball playing goalkeeper like you if that's the style you want to play mm-hmm. playing a pass is playing a pass um how much longer does uh Ariola have with Bournemouth the head coach I don't know I I, I didn't even know that was his name yeah to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> it was so unassuming and just he looks like you know just like a weirdo Damn, I, I don't I, know I, Heckenbottom, I think, bought himself a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still my shout to be fired first. Likewise with me. I'm amazed he wasn't fired already. Which was, I'm more mad at Gary O'Neill now for that, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one I'm going to probably lose on our preseason predictions. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to lose it, too. I picked the same yeah, damn guy, so it's but, a wash uh, already. But this dude, I, I don't know, man. Um, he got his first one. Was it last weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, they won. I don't know. Some of these bottom clubs, I mean, they they do weird stuff. This season, I feel like three or four people should have been left let go by now, including uh, Ten Hag. Yeah, and they haven't been. Where last season, I think we were on our sixth firing by now. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to. So I'm all, not really sure what's gonna happen anymore. We're gonna get to all four of these clubs at the end because we're gonna keep it rolling with the games here. Um, Palace essentially just take advantage of Claret's mistakes. Yeah, I, th- this. So there's a few clubs here. Luton being one of them, of course. Um, Burnley being one of them, obviously. And Fulham... Now, I don't think Fulham will get relegated because they're a lot better in midfield and defense. Mm-hmm. And their goalkeeping situation's better. And this this is... But Burnley had, I think it was 17 fucking shots, but mm-hmm. only five of them were on target. Yeah. Converted, obviously, none of them. You got to find a way to score goals to stay in the division. Yeah. If you don't score goals, you will not stay in the division, period. Because there are... Even at the shit end of the league, there are teams that can. Uh, that is um, right after the Everton League Cup exit for Burnley. Vincent Company kind of came out and was like, it's clear there's teams in the Premier League that just have stuff we don't have. Like, yeah. he kind of, kind of already admitting this might not be working and we're going to need time. And 
They okay. got to go in January and find a striker. But but my other then question there for them is is then how does company change the system? Because you got to change the system a little. Like when you keep losing but the ball again, out of the back, at some point you just got to kick one long to keep the other team fucking honest. I mean that's true. But again, I'm set like 17 shots. Yeah. They're getting forward. They could have won. Four three is still a win, <clears throat> right? It's still three points. But the problem is, is you like you said, nobody's there to really put the ball in the back of the net. But also, they're just prone to making a lot of mistakes. If you play patient ball, like. Everton did to him in the League Cup, they had no fucking answer. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. But, I mean, that's a dice side. That's hard. Yeah, fair, that, fair. It'd be hard to break down unless Ashley Young's in the team. Yeah, true. And then <laughs> then it's then you just got to wait him out and let his legs tire. It's only Then Everton need to score, too. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> um, so, I, I think they, they need to go out and they need to find a goal scorer, somebody that's out of form, somebody, you know what? Fucking get Jaden Sancho on loan in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Ten Hag's still there, he hates him. Bring him in on loan in January if you can. Yeah. Do yeah. something, you know, something like that. You you need somebody to score goals. There has to be somebody to score goals. And like I said, Fulham will eke out enough draws and enough wins. I mean, they have a couple. William he'll score penalties. Again, we're gonna get we'll get to- like all that kind of stuff. But L- I, I worry hold, so much. Hold your overall thoughts till the end because I'm going to get to that at the All end. Right. Um, uh, big news for um, Palace is as he got almost an entire half. Yeah. That so is Him coming monster. back is huge. And it, it's no real surprise that they actually scored a couple of goals now that he's in the team. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Palace the last couple of weeks were, were shutouts, were zeros. Uh, as he's back, even for just a half, and bang, we're, we're back on the goals again. Yep. Um, it was a great work by IU, of course, to for the opener for Schlup, mm-hmm. and then Tyreek Mitchell in stoppage time. But again, it said you don't need to have a twenty-five goal scorer to to stay in the league. You need to have a ten or fifteen. You need to pick up those the, those little things along the way, those crumbs, yeah. right? That get you draws, that get you eke out a win here or there. Mm-hmm. You know, Palace do that on a regular basis. We always say, if it, without Zaha, Palace would have been relegated three years ago, right? Zaha passed the mantle on to Eze. Last three, four games since he's been out, Palace hasn't been playing very well. Yeah. Eze comes back. We're back in we're back in and amongst it and we get a win. Yep. Yep. Um Sheffield finally get a win. Will it really ultimately matter though? No. Like, Not in the slightest. I mean, it was at the death. It was like, okay, great. You 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 finally won one. It but is, it was like is I that what it took at home? Especially with Wolves, just Wolves didn't look good. So like why couldn't you fucking you're in your own building against a team that's not looking very good that's down near the bottom around you why can't you just put the fucking foot on their throat they didn't they weren't able to do it against Everton when they faced them earlier in the year it's just like ugh. yeah it's just not impressive no it's not impressive at all it's fucking terrible yeah and this the penalty i think ultimately yes fine it's a penalty but it's solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's solved. Oh, yeah. And especially when there was only supposed to be six minutes, the game was only stopped for two. Penalty wasn't given until the ninth. Yeah. I think there's something going on. <laughs> you have the documents, Alex Jones? I just think the officials don't know what the fuck they're doing, is what I'm saying. And uh, hold on, Sam. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. There's a VAR check right now. Uh, the words that are coming out of your mouth sound blue to mm-hmm. me. Uh-huh. 
but it's inconclusive because I don't have that condition where I can see colors and words. So oh, okay, heard. Very we're good. We have to move on from that. Just forget it. Um, is it's there like cause, it never happened, Mel? Is there cause for concern for uh, wolves at all here with that loss? No, no. I, I, would, I would tend fine. to agree. I, I, well. I do worry for them still, but I think Gary O'Neill, I think it's starting to click. Yeah, we're going to, again, we're going to get to that yeah. right at the end here. I just, um, I, yeah, I, just, I think they feel more organized right. than that. Um, a nearly perfect match for Luton at Kenilworth Road. They could not have played better. They really couldn't have. Yes, absolutely. It completely frustrated uh, Liverpool. 100%. The the goal was pitcher perfect counterattack. Mm-hmm. It was catch excellent. him at the races. The, uh, I can't remember who it was. Former, seven, former, maybe? Former Everton man that uh, leads the play, that leads to the goal against yeah. Liverpool. It was a fantastic fucking ball from him as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think um, the I think there was a player, I think it was number seven. I can't remember his name now, actually, and I didn't write it down. I think he uh, had a chance to put Luton to, to or I think he yeah. was the one would have been one nil, mm-hmm. but I th- it looked like he just ran out of gas. Yeah, he made that run that started in his own half, and by the time at the end of it, I just don't think he had the strength to kick they the ball. He played so hard defensively. I don't know how they were able to run up the field that match because they were chasing Liverpool. Oh yeah, big time everywhere, and it's such a shame now. Uh, if it was going to be, it was always going to be him after the fucking right. ringer he's been through over the last few weeks with his parents being kidnapped and everything else. It's, it's I hard to not feel good opinion. for Diaz to get that goal. I like, have an you unpopular know. opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had that ball. Yeah. I arm. think it was his own goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looked like it came off the defender last, personally. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but give him his goal. He needs it. Yeah. Uh, and obviously displaying the heartfelt uh, freedom for for dad yeah. on his uh written on his shirt is pretty good uh let's go ahead and take a moment and remember this and earmark it and everything um <laughs> jurgen klopp finally got a yellow card he did he and was then, perplexed and then he bitched about it <laughs> he was like i was talking to the linesman i don't know why the official came over and gave me a yellow card because you were talking to the linesman, Jurgen. That's why I you got was, the fucking yellow. I thought it was because he was out of out of his technical area. <laughs> Just, and even the announcers in this one uh, were sympathetic towards him and said, "Like, yeah, but this technical area in this stadium in particular is quite small." <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "It's it's harder to stay in it than it is to walk out of it." <laughs> well, he did. Klopp is. It's never like if been. you're if you're at the Emirates, if you're at Goodison, if you're at Anfield, the technical area is rather large. Actually, do you think Klopp knows anything of a technical area? He ran. Once ran out into the center of the field to embrace his goalkeeper in a loving celebratory embrace while the match was still going on. Okay. (laughs) Do you think he really gives a shit about a small fucking technical area? No. All right. So here's the question I'm going to ask. I think we're looking at four clear teams that are in real fucking trouble. And we talked about this last week. And uh, no offense to the teams that won, but this is, this is the conversation to be had. Um, of these four, now I would say there's three others that could be talked about, which would be Fulham, Wolves, and Everton. I don't think any of them personally are going to fall into it because as you've already been hinting at, the three of them are too good of teams too. They're going to find ways to get yeah. draws against Brighton or a, or a win against West Ham. They're going to get those odd points. These four on the bottom... They're truly fucked right now. Yep. 
Um, who do you think are the three? Do you think it's three of these four? Do you think one of those other three teams might fall into the mix? I think it's Bournemouth. I think it's Sheffield for sure. I think those two are mm-hmm. nailed on. Um, you would probably say it's uh, Luton. And Burnley somehow survives. And Burnley somehow survives because I think they, with Vincent Company and, and his Rolodex of people that he knows, you have to assume that he can call on somebody in January. Yeah. Um, that that he'd be able to find the goals to get them over the line. Yeah, you know I'm sure he'll call his former coach and get some fucking advice. Right, he knows people. Yeah, who? What's the coach's name for Bournemouth again? Uh, Iriola. Again, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> who's he calling? His mom? <laughs> like, what advice is he gonna get? You know what I mean? Who's talking to this guy? Be, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I think it's a cr- crank call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just don't see it happening. And then Sheffield are just bad. Yeah. They're yeah. just bad. It's, it's, They're just bad. They, they do so many things wrong. Like, we again, I, I know I hate saying it. You called me out on it, and you're fair mm-hmm. enough with, with saying the same thing over and over again about about Fulham in particular. Yeah, the problem is though Fulham proved you right this weekend. Well, but that, <laughs> but that's just it. That is their only problem. Yeah. Their defense is fine. Yeah. You know, their midfield is fine. Yeah. Bird Leno is fine. Yeah. He's a good goalkeeper. Yeah. They don't have many issues. They hold they held on to Paulinha. Now if Paulinha goes, we have a lot of problems to talk about. Mm-hmm. But their only problem is scoring goals. If you can get Vinicius to fucking mature a little bit. Yeah. Um, and keep his composure in all front of goal. All he's going to do is score 8 to 10. Exactly. And all you need Jimenez to do is score 6 to 8. That's it. That's if all you, you need from if him. If you can get Jimenez's confidence back, yeah. it, just to a level, again, to get 8 to 10 goals, if you can get Vinicius to mature a little bit, I know Targs is a young player, everything else, but if you can get him to mature a little bit and you can get him 10 to 12, you easily finish 10th. Yeah. I think 11th maybe at, the, yeah. at, at worst. Yeah. But... The, I, I know it sucks that it's the only really hard-hitting analysis I have of the club, but everything else is fine. Yeah, They do everything else well. They're a tough proposition for most clubs. So I don't think there's any way they fall into it. They'll get enough draws that they'll be super clear because Sheffield, Bournemouth, um, and... Uh, uh, Luton and Burnley. Luton and Burnley aren't going to pick up enough points for it to matter. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, we're we're looking at Sheffield and and Bournemouth. In my opinion, are going to finish nineteen and twenty. Mm-hmm. So you got you're talking four more clubs fighting for one spot, and you have to imagine that Luton, with the budget they're on and everything else, is going to find it extremely difficult. If they do it, they're going to do what Huddersfield did. They're going to rely on their home form. And they're going to rely on that stadium, that energy to keep them up. Mm-hmm. Fine, that may get them over the line. Yeah, like it did in this Liverpool game. But you look at you look at um. Uh, Bournemouth or uh, Burnley rather mm-hmm. if he can't convince somebody to come and score those goals they're in a world of hurt Yeah, because I don't think they have the facility uh, the faculties to to play in a manner that they need to unless they had Sean Dyche back mm-hmm. no they don't to they don't. get the re- requisite points Yeah, um, and coming on to, to your game in a little bit I mean, that was the perfect Dice performance. That looked like Burnley changed their shirts to blue. Yeah, yeah pretty in much. In that game. If, you know, but I don't think Vincent Company has it in his DNA. I don't think he can do it. I, I can say the following. Uh, now, obviously, December will have different results. It can all change. But as of right now, there are clearly four teams that are way worse than the rest of the league. Absolutely. 
I do have one final thought. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I fucking, I can't believe I forgot to mention it. Cameron Archer scored that first goal for Sheffield United. It's a fucking mm-hmm. banger. Mm-hmm. He did the uh, bow and arrow celebration. Mm-hmm. He should trade his last name, fucking Archer. Yeah. Trademark it. Yeah. He should be the only player allowed to do it. Heard. Love F- it. Nobody else should be allowed to do that. His name is Archer. For fuck's sake, right? Unless there's somebody named Robin Hood, it's him. Very good. Rounding up the rest of the league in Oso, that happened. Manchester United 1, Fulham nil. Brentford 3, West Ham 2. Everton 1, Brighton 1. Forest 2, Villa nil. Chelsea 4, Spurs 1. Ugly, 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 pointless fucking match between United and Fulham. There were eight shots on target, which was more than a lot of other games, and this was by far the most boring game there was. It just had nothing to it. Onana, what's my name, made two saves that were routine but he made them in such a way that he was essentially saying look guys i can save the ball yeah well there was the one I that mean, he they, hit they, with his hands that he threw his whole body, whole body his up and legs <laughs> were higher than his head in the air by what the end yeah. doing um and mcguire absolutely was interfering in the uh goal that got taken away i think so no as doubt well. about it i think where um united fans are up in a tiff is they aren't used to that call being made Against them, right? They're used to that call being made for them. For them, yeah. The the other thing, you know, what we forgot to talk about in Newcastle too—the unfortunate injury to Jacob Murphy uh-huh. with the shoulder. I'm surprised Onana didn't dislocate his shit doing all that theatrical oh, bullshit I know. All for that no over reason. The top stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, it took it took. Like, what are you doing? Uh, like El Gato. We 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 like to slag off Bruno Fernandez a lot for effort and stuff like that, but you cannot deny talent. That was. A nasty cutback for that goal. And it was a, a good strike. It was a good strike like, as well. Just, I mean, fucking perfect. But it was a botched clearance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that ball, not, if you were to play that ball 100 more times, 99 of them would go over his head. Mm-hmm. No one clears the ball from that position on the ground ever no, for no. this reason. Right, because it's going to get intercepted. But they spaz, you know, a little spaz attack and uh, fucking play it right to him. Yep. He had a lot to do, as you say, but it was a good strike. But, uh, I mean, th- th- no one deserved any for anything from this game, in my opinion. A nil-nil draw would have been a perfectly fair result. Uh, and and I this think... is exactly why I shared the fucking clown memes about mm-hmm. uh, Old Trafford this weekend. I think we've already spoken enough about this match and should move on. You know what? If it wasn't for the craziness that was your match with Newcastle, I would have made an argument that this should have been in the first segment. Brentford and West Ham was an entertaining as shit match. It Absolutely. was fucking like up one nothing, then two goals for West Ham, then two goals for Brentford to win. I mean, this match was all over the fucking place. Oh yeah, and the goals were good. Kudos, oh, yeah. Kudos's goal was phenomenal. Wow, what a fucking hit! Mope with a good header. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's routine um, for somebody in form. But he hasn't scored in 36 or 37 games, whatever it was. He scored once for Everton, and he had scored once in like a half a season for Brighton. So it's like two goals in a year and a half. So that's the kind of goal when you're not in form, you fuck up. You've missed, exactly. And he put it in the back of the net. And he put it away, which was great after just 11 uh, 11 (sighs) minutes as well. But Kudus was phenomenal in this game. He was Mm. all over the fucking place. And that kind of half scissor kick, like almost like he was sitting on a chair because his back didn't hit the ground first as ours did. Um, but it was an excellent strike, caught that far corner, and then Jared Bowen's reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, Kudus again with a fantastic strike, hits the post, but comes off the post at 100 miles an hour. Bowen somehow controls it and then puts it in at a tight angle. Yep. I would also argue Kudus may have been offside there, but 
fine let him have it and in the end it didn't matter mm-hmm. anyway yeah and then of course uh brentford figured out a way to come back man they were, like i said it was just a very entertaining match and um on a uh fantasy note uh mitchell akanji and collins nice That's the reason why i won nathan all collins, he scored goals nathan collins by the way uh-huh scoring the 69th minute draw hard around it mel yep. <clears throat> so we got a, a a couple thoughts in the chats okay please uh first um i know tim got his stuff in first but it's, it's scotty west ham so yeah gotta let scotty chat uh Sucumba had five goals in eight matches at 4.6 million pounds ings had one yellow and fuck all for a touches <laughs> at 6.5 ish and mamba has a trouble is this smoky no, 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 this is Scotty from no, up in I know, uh, but Baltimore. It's, it's so depressing. Yeah, it is. Again, <laughs> I don't know what's with this lot. <laughs> they just can't be fucking happy, can West they? Ham are never happy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Timmy wants to know, when does Moyes get fired? No, uh, doesn't. I, I don't think he, he does. He asked this back when you guys were talking about managers, and yeah. I missed it, so I figured to save it first, for West Ham. First European trophy? Yeah. No. And first um, trophy for what, 43 years or whatever it was yeah he uh, there's no way he's getting fired anytime soon yeah unless they're some they're in a in decent the rele- position unless the they're still. in the relegation battle now i will say they haven't won since early september so they have been on a big downward slide in the well, there's a few draws in there as well though uh, i mean they're, they're no, picking no, points uh, up. Uh, a couple of draws but mostly losses um yeah. and, and scott uh says uh they didn't figure out a way we gave it to him <laughs> that did not wrong not wrong yeah not wrong <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. Scotty shows me why I shouldn't fucking bet on your team because I'm fucking missing no bet. Yeah. Shows me why I shouldn't bet on any Claret and Blue team, Mel. Nope. Um, Unpredictable we are. Yeah, you g- moving on to Everton shit, and shit jerseys, shit, <laughs> shit results, shit Everton and Brighton. Uh, Everton following the form that has worked against Brighton, punch him in the face early. Yes, that, that works against Brighton. Every time you see Brighton lose matches, it's typically because someone gets on them quickly, and uh, it's starting. I mean, to that look, seems to be the blueprint. Yeah, it, it's starting to look like a dice run team, and Everton's starting to seem to be okay. Like it's starting to look like it's going to work. Oh yeah, Sean Dice. I, I mean, mean, he's he's rolling out the Sean Dice hits. I mean, I'm surprised. Is, did he talk about looking like he's in the post game? No, he did not. This is Damn not going to be. Did he have a shirt on? No. Uh, yes, he did. Now, this is, but it's also for them. This isn't saying that this team's going to be an eighth place team or some. No, this team's going to be like 12th or 13th. Yeah. Like, that's what they're looking like. That's what they look like there, Sam. Um, <laughs> I, here's a perfect example of where you were talking about Burnley not having the, the striker. What a difference Calvert Lewin makes for Everton. Because even if he's not on the score sheet, He's winning every fucking yep. every, every aerial duel. Every every yeah. aerial duel. He beats the center back to it. Now it might not come of nothing. He may head it away. It may not work, but he wins. Well, it gives the defense something to think about. Every it stretches. It absolutely stretches. Duel. It absolutely stretches the team <laughs> and everything else. Um, now, something something to be said for Dice though is uh, he played the bulk of this squad in the League Cup in the midweek, and then did not go and make substitutes quickly enough because Matomo was running circles around uh, Ashley Young and it ultimately ended up being the downfall to the team because it was down Matomo's side where they got that own goal. Yes, it was. I definitely texted Houston. Weird. I thought Ashley Young played for Everton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's... uh... 
bro. I don't know, man. Patterson should have been starting. It's it's time to let the kid play. Um, now the good news though on on a exchanging one old man for another old man, but I would exchange him for this old man any day of the week. No. Um, Ooh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Seamus Coleman had a run out with the U-21s. Uh, yeah, he's back from the broken leg. Yeah, so I would imagine it'll he'll still be at least a month away, but by December, you got to figure he's out in the mix. Yeah. Uh, what you just poured me looks like chocolate milk. Yeah, a uh, little little injury time preview real quick because uh-huh. I want to tell you what it is. By the way, Houston, yeah. Timmy O says, subbing is for soft managers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Big Bad Baptist uh, from Epic Brewing. This is their double jam, Imperial Stout, uh, Imperial Stout, excuse me, aged in whiskey barrels with coffee, cacao, and raspberries and blackberries added. Holy, Holy shit. Yeah, should be delicious. <laughs> I had yesterday, I decided to save this. Because I had yesterday... Um, oh, my God. It smells amazing. Their mint chocolate chip. And it was oh. fucking delicious. It's uh, really good. And just so you know, this the mint chocolate chip yesterday was 12.9%. I'm going to try to get another bottle from Mount Airy tomorrow. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Uh, this one is 11.6. That is magical. And it's not too alcoholic from being no. a barrel age. No. No. It's delicious. The, the I was a little nervous when you threw so many ingredients at me. Again, like but usual, yeah. The dark chocolate cacao balances out the raspberry. The bitterness makes it more robust, and it's just creamy and delightful. And usually, barrel age does come in a little hot or a little uh, mm. boozy. Yeah, boozy. I was gonna say it's like adds an acidity to the flavor profile, but in this case, it all balances out perfect. Unlike West Ham. Um, <laughs> so, Sorry, that was but I, there's some stats I wanted to say about your game Please. real quick, though. With this, and this is why I say it's a, a, a dice, a, a dice special. Really, uh, you scored after seven minutes. It was a defender that scored. <laughs> <laughs> and you conceded about 80% of the ball. 79.9% is what the Premier League yeah. app had them rated at. Uh, but you still outshot Brighton 10-7 to on target 4-2. to Yeah, that was that was the big thing that I was going to come away with on that is that Brighton that is Sean Dyche. Other, other fucking than, other Sean than Dyche getting is the on guard, they really didn't have chances. They didn't have chances. They right. just didn't, which that's kind of the more reassuring thing. For, for me seeing the team play now December is December and at the end of December we can all be fucking having singing a completely different tune yeah, when it who comes knows? To this. so um, let me go ahead and do my shot of oh that's wait hold on I didn't lose let's go mm. on to the next game with the person who does have to do By a way, shot of Malort Timo also says mint chocolate chip alcohol is for soft podcasters <laughs> well we're not drinking mint chocolate chip did he pop. really write that yes <laughs> Two smiley, it, cra- two smiley, laughy faces. Too. I say, you know, Timmy don't, is, don't Timmy's project spicy. Don't project onto me because you live in upside down uh, land where you got to be scared of everything that moves outside of your house. <laughs> I also said that mint chocolate chip booze was twelve point nine percent. If that's also, for soft people, careful. He's also out out in that Perth area, so he's out out in that area where you would need to be yeah. worried about everything that fucking comes outside. Fucking has to sleep sitting up with his eyes open on a table so he's <laughs> away from shit. Because that that lone gnat might actually be the deadliest gnat on earth. Uh, probably is. 
Fucking hell. Um, By the way, Scotty had sent in to the show. He is uh, has a bottle of Malort that I'm assuming he drank with his segment. Oh, I love it, I know Scotty. he's watching me with mine coming up soon. Um, like I said, if, if 12.9% soft, I don't want to be hard. I was going to say that, and then I thought about the ramifications. <laughs> uh, Tim has a correction for you. Uh-huh. Australia does not exist. Airlines land in a secret island near Chile. <laughs> I thought that was only Finland. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the people thought it didn't exist. Again, what a weird online conspiracy show. You know what? Fuck it. Pokemon is being paid by the Saudis. I don't right. care. Or, or, or I would have thought New Zealand be the one that says they're not, uh, that doesn't exist. Because how many maps do you not have New Zealand on the map? Here? Right. Yeah. Um, here's a uh, uh, real quick moving on to Forest and Villa. We already talked about it. Keep going. Uh, I did enjoy Mel's commentary throughout the entire match. She kept saying the same thing. What was that again, Mel? Uh, they are disjointed. No, it was more alcohol. It was no. You looked up. You I'm went. I'm not stoned enough. Went, oh, are they still playing? Oh, no, they're still playing. <laughs> stoned enough. Yours and Tottenham. The next game we're going to talk about. Y'all's uh, back lines played higher than you've ever been. Uh, Fulham. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Forest played a perfectly executed game. Yeah. What they did was is they slowed down Villa because that's what we're talking yeah. about with Villa is just like Diaby and Bailey and Watkins and this just immense level of speed. And even on the outside flanks with Cash and Digne, like if they get up the pitch boop, thick, so yeah. fast. And it just, they played a perfect fucking game, but they, they so, slowed it, them it, down. It's easier to do that. Like you slow them down, yes, but that also drew the defenders further forward beyond midfield. And allowed them, Awonian and and Alanga especially, yeah. the space to run into. Yeah. And at that point, if you're chasing that far back, you're in complete recovery mode as a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're putting yourself under the cosh at that point because yeah. you're you're not organized at that point. True. Uh, um, that, and that allowed Alanga. I thought was excellent in this game. I think that he's having a, <clears throat> the last two three weeks. He's having a real kind of coming out party. He really uh, is. For, as, he as really, a, as really a is. As a senior professional at that club now. Yeah. Mm. So. Uh, the second goal, um, I can tell you exactly just from oh, yeah, my... Yeah, break this one down. I love... This is where I do appreciate sleeping with a goalie because when shit like this happens, he's immediately right there on the couch with the uh, with the full breakdown. Oh, what what <laughs> happened with uh, Emmy on that save is... And you know this, Sam, is you need to be able to get the ball and spin it off your fingers to make it go up. What ended up happening was you could see... Hit the see heel of his hand. It hit him right in yeah. the dead set of the palm and that ball just went... You hit it and it just goes up a little and just falls right down. And it was like, oh, he got that all wrong. <laughs> like he got the wrong part of his hand on that. Big time. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to flick it off with your fingers. You kind of take it as the ball's coming. You just shoot it like that. And that makes it spin off your hand and then go up and over the post. Over the bar. You hit that dead flat palm of your hand. It just Even dies. if you push it, it, all you're doing is just pushing it up. You're not actually spinning it back. You yeah. could see it in his face. He knew the second <clears throat> it went off his hand. That's oh, why yeah. he was so quick to try to recover. But it was like, fuck. And, you know, ultimately. Yeah, guess guess uh, what Forrest had. What? A fucking camera angle to see that it went over the line. <laughs> Forrest is killing it at home. You know, and uh, well, you know, maybe maybe the KSA doesn't want to have certain cameras there. There's just <laughs> shit you don't need to see, Sam. Okay, yeah, exactly. Shit you exactly. don't need to see. You know what? Um, I'm printing documents off as we speak. <laughs> right. Hey, Mel. Um, how about how about you? You you got a little something you need to do there? Oh yeah. So 
to uh, to quote my um, my Lindsay, uh-huh. they were just pants. Yeah. The love was just pants. I had to look it up and tell Mel. I was like, I was like, I'm assuming it means like rubbish. Like they were just like crap. But pants is also that's underwear. It's underwear. Yeah. 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 Nope. Oh. Everyone was just pants today. Yeah, that was all was she pants. kept typing. I'm like, well, there you go. Villa. They were just pants. Uh, Spurs suffer their first loss of the season. <laughs> that's what you lead with. That's what I'm leading with. Really? <laughs> all that shit goes on and uh, they lost. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Um, well, this, you've you've already you already let loose the lead, which was VAR had seventeen seventeen minutes. minutes. I couldn't believe it. Um, but like I said, I, I really do think I really do think that that's contributing to some injuries, some mm-hmm. muscle injuries for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when your body cools down like that, and your muscles start to to think they're not being active anymore, and that blood flow, that adrenaline stops. I mean, Van der Ven's been one of their best players, if not their best player. Well, and then couple uh, that besides with James the fact, Madison, of course. Couple that with the fact now that uh, Sergio Romero. Would it shock you to know, Sam, that Sergio Romero got a red card in this match? No. <laughs> uh, the, that this this cauldron was a bit too hot for him, and he lost his head. No. <sighs> well, and he was a little cheeky and got away with one early on. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I ultimately agree with the call because you have to remember, when they're reviewing a play like that, they're only reviewing to see if it is violent conduct. So it is either a red card or it is nothing. They're not giving a yellow in right. that circumstance, right? And honestly, I'm okay with that. I don't want them to then start going back reviewing and handing out yellows because the only, it's going to slow the down only, the game the even only more. time they hand out a yellow is if they missed a foul completely yeah the the because i've seen it happen right the referee goes recommended to look at the screen he looks at the screen he sees the foul and he would have given a yellow for the foul that occurred anyway he will then go produce a yellow card so oh. for instance the var call i think it was somebody that had a penalty last weekend that was right on the edge of the box. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head now. But the referee ended up giving that player a yellow card for that tackle. Right. Last week, even yeah. though it wasn't, re- but it was reviewed for a penalty. So he had to blow the whistle for the foul, right? Right. And change it to a penalty call. And as a result of that, yes, in fact, you did foul that player. Here is your yellow card for this. You do deserve a yellow. Right. But they didn't say this should have been a yellow card offense. If that's in the middle of the field, they can't do that. Well, um, what's funny is how Romero gets sent off is on a VAR check for a goal. Would it shock you to hear that that was the third goal that they were checking for VAR <laughs> in this match so far? I yeah, would, So uh, far is the key. I, I think it's best that we uh, go ahead and bring on Young Hot Freshness, the smoothest fucking pipes, and uh, get his opinion. Hiram, how are you doing good, sir? How you guys doing, you fucked up? <laughs> doing great, doing great. You're a Chelsea supporter. What did you think of that fucking shit show today? Exactly that. It's a complete fucking shit show. I mean, Jesus Christ. You can tell, like, from, like, the first, what, 13 minutes, like, Spurs were going to dominate all from the get-go. But then immediately when the, I think it was the Adogi slide tackle that was the, the, the Adogi yellow, I think, who kind of, like, started it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, was pretty much like honestly, the downfall for Spurs. I would say the doggy drop kick because to be a slide tackle, you actually just slide along the ground. Right. He just kind of well, yeah. jumped in the air at his ankle. <laughs> Which, and to think about that too, is like I'm still 
because it was the sim- I was thinking about this while it happened. Like it was a similar situation with uh, Gusto versus Villa and Curtis Jones versus Spurs, actually, where um, he he got ball, but then again, it was malicious intent. Even though Adogi got the yellow, and then Gusto and Jones they got their street red and that. So I'm not saying like that's I'm saying like for this instance, it was the right call to card him either way, but. Uh, the thing about those situations is still kind of funny to me because it was like past situations that like led to bad uh, refereeing, I guess, in that sense. But also, that Romero really, I'm so, I don't know, I'm like jumping around here, but like Romero, That's like, kind of, he, he kind of pissed me off a lot <laughs> tonight uh, watching that. Uh, just like his shenanigans from the tackles kicking uh, Colwell in retaliation trying to get Silva. It was obvious he was trying to get Silva, but Colwell stepped in right in time, just unfortunately. Yeah. But Graham and I were talking about that. It's because you're supposed to either call either a red card for violent conduct or nothing at all. For me, it was very orange. I I don't think it was red. So I get why they didn't do it. But you know what? That'll be okay because about 20 minutes later, he gave no doubt that there was yeah. a red card offense I mean, on that one. But but the other the other thing is see so the the announcers I was listening to very easily could be given a red for that. Uh, they said mm-hmm. I think it probably would have been harsh, but I would understand if a referee gave a red for it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but ultimately, the point of of that particular thing, and then we can move on from from that incident for good, is we say this all the time. You're giving the referee a decision. You're putting the referee in a position and giving him a decision to make. Right. And if you're if you're giving him that decision, more often than not, you come out on the shit end of the stick. Yeah. And he got lucky here that he didn't <clears throat> at the end of the day. So you got to keep your head, right, and and not give in to that pressure and that cauldron of an atmosphere. Right. Um, and right. you got to, especially as a center back, you have because you're under scrutiny anyway. You already come with this reputation since he's joined Spurs. I don't know if you know this stat that I found. He averages one red card every 17 games. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he has like what seven red cards in, in his, uh, with just Spurs, or this, that's just his I, career. Yeah, I think it's, I think seven in his career. I think five have been with Spurs, yeah. including yes, uh, uh, today's rather. Yeah. Um, but. Jesus. So if you're putting yourself in that position and giving a referee a decision to make, you only have yourself to blame. It's it's stupid. It's it's just like the bullshit nudge that you know, forehead to forehead right, that everybody forehead gives. Thing. I mean, that's okay. It's not a headbutt. Everybody refers to it as a headbutt. Right. Um, you know, but I, I don't know if he thought, you know, I'm also South American. I can get away with assault just like Bruno Guimaraes. Yeah. I'll just do what I want. He, it's not the people's elbow, though. I don't he know what he was thinking. With a super, with a super fly kick, and it didn't work out well. The big heavy drop kick. <laughs> uh, now, that was no, that was the second tackle. Well, and then of course, um, you you follow that up with you know where you know uh, Undagi could have gotten that um could have gotten the, the yellow. Was That's there. okay. He got a second yellow, and he got a second yellow real fucking quickly he, in the second half. He fucking knew it too. Oh yeah. Um, as he, soon as he touched them, he knew he was going out. He was had his hands on his head. He was still sliding on his ass. He had his hands <laughs> on his head already. And then just laid down with his arms out like, I know what I fucking did. <laughs> and we have found out the cheat code for uh, Nick Jackson to score goals. You just need to make sure your opponent is down to nine men. Turns out <laughs> it's really easy if they're down to nine men. Turns out it's it, actually quite easy. It made me... So, like, again, I'm happy we got the win. And, of course, in the dark, I, I, it 
I, like I said this to you guys earlier, it was a VAR derby. It was more attention on the uh, VAR than it was the actual tension between the two clubs. But if anything, like, I mean, they've got Jackson, a lot of tension between the two clubs. Yeah. They hate each other. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it was definitely that for sure because, like, there's definitely like, the intentions, like, with, like, uh, Star and Colwell uh, going back and forth with each other. And, um, like, there's, there's definitely that intensity there for sure. VAR definitely played a ma- major factor in that because they want to overanalyze every fucking thing. But at the same time, like, I don't know. And I've told you, told you guys this earlier. Like, it was, to me, it was a lazy hat trick in the sense of, like, for Nico Jackson, uh, just where he, of course, it was easy tap-ins, uh, and he was very over underconfident in shooting whenever he's contested or anything like that. Like most, he had like two, maybe three easy shots he could have uh, gone for, but he decided to take like five extra touches and just fuck around with the ball and causing it to go yeah. to the other side the, or whatever. There was, there was, he should have had a fourth in the dying <clears throat> minutes, and and absolutely, uh, I think it might have cleared the fucking ceiling of the stadium and went out on the street. Yeah, he put that right up that in the air. That was terrible. That's like what we like to call it golf on drive, Sam. Burn shipper! <laughs> <laughs> we call it Harry Kane during the World Cup. <laughs> that ball still hasn't come down No, yet. it has not. Very cool. Well, um, hey, Hiram, one more thing. Yeah, sorry, VAR came in and said that your opinion doesn't fucking matter! No, we gotta do... Hiram doesn't know the bit, but we had to do it to him. Just had to get him. I love that there's a little what as it's going out. You just dink! There you go. Yeah, we'll have to explain it to him so he's not butthurt. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's young, hot, fresh, and it's Shenzi. They're they're always butthurt. (laughs) Sure money! It's because they're not hard. Not hard. That's right. (laughs) Gotta go, gotta go live in a country that doesn't exist. It's small island, actually, where all the animals will fucking they kill got, you. They got feelings you and know, shit. You know, you guys, like always, underestimate uh, Young Hot Freshness. Uh, uh-huh. He said, one, fair play. Two, love you, fuck nuts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, brilliant. Love you, too, Hiram. Love you, that too. That is pretty good. Uh, I lost again because yeah, yeah. Villa didn't fuck. And no. so my, my cup of losers says... Oh, that one time Villa had a headache. Dude. <laughs> God damn it. Very good. Very good. All right. For uh, for me, uh, both roadsides uh, did me dirty. Um, so for my couple losers, I have Claret and Blue fucked me like Chelsea fucks Pat. Because that's a fucking continuing thing. And uh, But I am still up $263. Big Sam's. Lock of the week. You ready for a round number? Graham, did you know that 30% of the time it works 100% of the time, big boy? <laughs> I mean, that's only a 70% fail rate. Exactly. <laughs> I'm fucking get, I'm getting it done. Um, I'm going to pull you, Graham, and I'm going to take some scores. Uh, Arsenal Burnley over three and a half uh, parlayed with Brighton and Sheffield over two and a half for a quick 200. All right. Not too shabby. Yeah. What what total are you on right now? I am on two sixty three. Two sixty three yeah. currently. I'm at three fifty three. Ooh, that'd be close. Yeah, getting Going close. Going to the international yeah. break here. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Nice. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. I th- he's probably asleep. And I didn't bother reaching out to him. Yeah. I well, talked. Well, to, he'd had golfed and uh, drank, and he was like, "I need to go to bed." I was like, "You should probably go." You know, to bed. Well, I'm guessing the text was like, "Me pat bed now." <laughs> nobody else will know, but uh, Sam, you'll get it. One out of three ain't bad. 
<laughs> All right, so Pat had this to say since I am reading out his email. I don't know if you've been following, but I can't hit a bet. <laughs> so for all you gamblers out there, it might be smart to go against my two picks I have for this week. Always has been. Uh, fade me if I was you, I would. I don't know what that means. Fade means take the opposite of what I'm picking. Oh, okay. He's also just pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't know Pat's sleeping habits. Sorry. So I went 0-3 this past week, and I'm now down $400. Wow. So before the break, I am just going to take two single games and try and cut my losses in half. I'll take Crystal Palace over Everton for plus 145 for $100, and West Ham United over Nottingham Forest at minus 120 for $120. Uh, I think I like both picks, but if I was you, I'd fade them and make money. <laughs> <laughs> at least put a draw in on the forest game at plus 260 because that's how gambling shit is gonna go have a great week and we'll talk in two weeks for a big villa spurs match which i'll probably lose money on <laughs> very good very good from pat right, well, well done what do you sir got going on Graham? all right so what i got going on is i ditched the score idea because that didn't work yeah so we're back to the drawing board uh my early season three and four game parlays of favorites mm -hmm. did okay but then I started losing. Mm -hmm. So now I'm back to what I'm supposed to be doing. I've got United over Luton, Arsenal over Burnley, Newcastle over Bournemouth, Liverpool over Brentford, Brighton over Sheffield, and Villa over Fulham for a six-way parlay that will pay plus 580 when it happens. 580, okay. 580. Okay, I would have thought for a six gamer you'd have gotten more odds They're on that. They're all heavy favorites. All heavy, heavy favorites. Pretty heavy favorites, yeah. Pretty heavy favorites. I think yeah. Villa will get back to fucking yeah. skanks that they are. Oh, yeah. No, Emery's definitely going to whip them into shape. Well, um... I do mean whip. You know you know what else lost this weekend? All Bring you up. need is somebody named Gray to play for them, and yeah. it's all over. You know what it's going to say to the trainer? Bring out the gimp. The chicken. Chicken tripped on the way to the microphone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Kitty's winning streak came to an end with Dublade's first win. So she now sits at six and four. So this week, I gave Kitty Arsenal hosting Burnley. Thanks for that. Now, Kitty showed me a rough draft of Arsenal's response to the FA this weekend. It was uh, on a note on her iPhone because, mm -hmm. you know, Kitty has both of those in her possession. Exactly. Now, I assume the Cronkies asked for Kitty's help in drafting their statement over the weekend's controversial VAR decisions. And it's also safe to assume that Kitty is going to be picking the Gunners to win. Very good. Not the Gunners to not whine or complain or blame on angles or referees or was my mic still on? Sorry, my bad. Uh, gamble legally and responsibly. Very good. That's going to Ooh, uh, the looks I'm getting from Graham right now. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Mr. Graham and he parted parting words. Um, do know that it is my wife before you say really rude things to her. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. Um, one of which is uh, do have. Not a specific set of uh, uh, cons to call out, but there is a just a general D-back thing. Um, I'd love if we could stop doing the tragedy chanting. Yeah, I heard Luton was doing it. Yeah, it's what? getting a little old. What were they chanting? 
Uh, something about Luis Diaz's parents being kidnapped, I believe. Oh, that's crap. Uh, and they were also apparently chanting, uh, always the victim, always the victim to, uh, to Liverpool is what to about the Liverpool um, players just about the 96. Yeah. The, oh. the, the whole, um, yeah, the Hillsborough. Even Hillsborough though it's not even fucking close to the anniversary for right. That. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. but it's, it's getting a little old yeah, last weekend. Uh, the United so supporters. many other things to make fun of people for. And chanting at Holland about his dad breaking his leg and not being the same player afterwards. Right. Uh, you've had a few of these incidents this season. Um, last couple years ago, we had the uh, – actually, yesterday, I think it was. might have been today. I think it was yesterday. Um, uh, what was his name? The guy that died in the plane crash that was supposed to play for Cardiff. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, remember I can't remember his right. name now. But then the Southampton supporters doing the airplane, the airplane, and the fucking thing. the tragedy. He alone. was supposed to be uh, thirty years old, I think, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, yesterday or today. Yeah, fair. Um, but like, just shit like that. Like, can we stop doing that? Yeah, we have enough shit to talk about each other that it doesn't have to be about the tragedies that have affected the clubs. Right. Very true. Um, you know. Would you just you know, sing something about the Munich air disaster in Manchester United where fucking like 18 players, people, uh, right. staff and players lost their lives and right. shit or whatever it was? Cool. Just not like, fucking it's, cool. It's think, not, think of okay. something wittier. Think of something wittier. Yeah. I mean, it. you know, I'm all for a dead baby joke, but this is it, this is too much. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your second thing there, Mr. Graham? You said you had a couple. Uh, yeah. There's something we didn't talk about during Manchester United's game oh, okay. uh, that we need to discuss. Um there's a few teams in the league, mainly with shirt sponsors, uh, uh, not sponsors, but kit manufacturers, uh, Castore, mm -hmm. I think are the name of them. And they have that wet, that wet shirt look. I mean, mm. yes. Okay. Villa has that freshly fucked look every game. And it's the players because hate the shirts, though. the shirts are terrible. We called it out. We knew this in, what was it? July. Yeah. When we saw them play in D.C. Yeah. And like, oh, it's just because America's hot. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're hot. But that's not the problem. Your shirts suck. Mm -hmm. uh, Newcastle has the same issue. Right. Oh, it's but, terrible. But we're going to need y'all to shut the fuck up, both of your fans. <gasps> because we have no. a new issue. Got a new issue. Get ready for it. Manchester United apparently has players showing up a bit early to the stadium, going to the team store, to purchase a replica jersey with their own name and number on it because they went into the dressing room and their own shirt didn't fit. And it was too tight and they couldn't breathe good or move properly or whatever. So they had to go purchase, buy, couldn't just take it off the rack. Right. Be they like, had to go like, buy hey, their own shirt. Hey, turn the shirt around show that this is That's me. me. I'm going to take I work this. here. Bill Ted Hogg. That's... No terrible how Apparently, is that a thing that's possible in professional they, sports they have had to go purchase a sh not only once apparently it's happened on a couple of occasions where they've got the sizing incorrect and they've had to go purchase their own shirt from the club shop to wear on fucking game day holy wow. shit absolutely <laughs> brilliant stuff God, <laughs> it's, not like, you know, it's a good thing they didn't invent the sport or something mm. i mean what else could go wrong there? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. 
Um, Mel, you had your uh, finger up there a few seconds oh, ago. You had some yeah, uh, comments from know, the peanut gallery. I guess Timmy O is just having a night because he's also <laughs> now trying to name episodes. Morning. Uh, he's having a morning. His his latest uh, message, which it's a conspiracy of camera angles. <laughs> and coming this late in the show, all I could think is he's coming up with show titles. Yeah, he is coming up with show titles. He's trying to work himself in there. <laughs> Oh, you got nothing else to do at fucking eleven thirty in the morning, T- Timmy. You need to worry uh, about the go to gnat. work. Worry about the gnat that's gonna bite you today and kill yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Go to work and try not to die on the way. How about that? All right, everybody. Uh, next up is injury time, where we're going to preview the beers we've been drinking. We already hinted at one of them. <laughs> we're going to uh, talk about how the Ibs did fantasy sports, and of course. Well, it's not fantasy sports, fantasy soccer specifically. This is the second time I fucked this one up. And um, of course, go over the weekend's action, um, the weekend's preview. Mr. Graham, how do we go about finding injury time? Uh, it's very easy, actually. Patreon.com forward slash do football show. Just sign up today. One glorious $5 tier. You get all of our extra content, which is injury time. As Sam just said, our preview show. We talk about our beers and everything else. And then you also get sound check. And that is our actual sound check. Sometimes you don't even get all audio because Mel forgets to push a button uh it's fun we have a good we have a great time and we do pay you uh you do pay us five dollars <laughs> even if the file is empty yep very good yeah it's it's great um, I may just put up an empty file later just uh, to... what he just say what he just say Oh, he just says, I love you guys. Uh, okay, love, good. I love you too. I, I was hoping he was apologizing because I had a line. You remember the Seinfeld line, stuff your sorries in a stack? Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. When they went to the uh, uh-huh. uh, wedding for the O. Henry Candy heiress in um, <clears throat> India? Yes. Uh, I was going to say stuff your sorries in a pouch <laughs> for right. the kangaroos. All right, got you. All right, so, so and also, there was an apology there, but for there those wasn't. of you who are watching and you want to stick around, we're going to go ahead and do a live uh, recording of the EFL show. That'll yes. be out later this week. Uh, not a lot to talk about about the EFL specifically. Only really the championship had games, but it was the first round of the FA Cup, Mr. Graham. First round proper, yep. And some, some teams have been playing for eight rounds to get to this point. And there are so many stories in so many teams in so many lower leagues that I have for you, Mr. Graham. And do you know who the highest gonna ranked get you team that was in this round was? Pompey. Portsmouth, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, Pompey. Pompey was the highest ranked team. I believe that Okay, we'll talk about that. Don't, uh, don't jump in. all over the lead. <laughs> Till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. A.K.A. the fucking Gooner Graham Smell of a lord Looks great in shorts Sam Graham Sam Graham Hit the fucking new button